Welcome back to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, co-host, and co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. Adam, how are you doing? We're almost at the end of football, but basketball tipped off, so everything's okay. So how how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing fantastic this week, as you mentioned. Uh, This is going to be our basketball preview episode, pretty much. Uh, The game started going last night, but we got Pretty big slate tonight that we're going to be giving uh, live updates on some of these games. And, uh, yeah, I'm just happy for basketball season to be starting and state championships uh, coming up this week for football as well. Mm-hmm. Always a good time when state championships are around the corner. However, as we're about to talk about real quick, there's only one team from the A5-9 that's playing at Kroger Field this year. It's still at Kroger, right? It's not back at Western? Yeah, it's at Kroger. You always got to double check, but... Um, only one team. I'm sure everybody could guess which team that is. Of course, it's the team that's always there. But we'll we'll, we'll talk about them second because technically, I guess it, the the three remaining teams, two of them are playing each other. So uh, to start off, we'll go with the one A matchup. Newcastle they fell to Pikeville, fifty to fourteen. Pikeville's just one of the best teams, clearly in the class, arguably the state. So Pikeville will now take on Raceland in the one A championship game. Friday, December the 2nd. And then the one team that did make it, Beachwood, they defeated Lloyd 48 nothing. That was, it, it, I mean, a game that a lot of people wanted to, I guess Lloyd, Lloyd making that run was very fun for a lot of people because, I mean, you know, Lloyd, Lloyd doesn't usually make it, but Clay Hayden for the Tigers, 12 of 17, 203 passing yards and three touchdowns. Xander Riggler with 79 rushing yards and a touchdown. And Chase Flaherty with 47 rushing yards and three touchdowns. So two players getting three touchdowns attributed to them. And Beachwood advances to the state championship. Stop me if you've heard that before. And they will take on Mayfield, which is another team that they're pretty familiar with. Uh, Mayfield, they're coming in. They're undefeated. They're 14 and 0. However, their RPI is pretty much lower than uh, Beachwood. So even with the loss, Beachwood's RPI was a, a good amount ahead of them. Um, there uh, Mayfield a little bit closer to Owensboro Catholic, but nonetheless, the Tigers have a chance to bring another state championship to Titletown, aka Fort Mitchell. Um, Adam, but what do you what do you what do you think of that matchup with uh, Beachwood? Obviously, that's going to be that's going to be a big showdown against Mayfield, and I. I, I I've, I I feel I'm very confident. I probably should have verified this before we started recording, but I'm very confident that Mayfield and Beach would have played each other before, but it was in the one H uh, championships. So yes. Adam, what do you, what do you think about the Tigers and their matchup on Saturday at four o'clock? Yeah, I was just about to mention that. I mean, Beachwood and Mayfield for years when we were uh, kids were the top two teams in one A. So they've, they're very familiar with each other, but they haven't faced off any, with each other in in and it's to a uh, state championship game yet I believe, so this rivalry goes back a little bit a little while and it should be a really fun game. I mean Beachwood's absolutely rolling right now. They absolutely demolished a very solid Lloyd team, forty eight to zero. And that's that that's a tough task right there, especially a shutout in state semis, but. Mayfield's a different animal. I mean, they're ranked in most state rankings for statewide teams. They're a very solid team. So, I don't know. Uh, Beachwood's really got to establish the run, which is what they've been doing very well this year. And Clay Hayden's looked very solid uh, passing the ball the past few games. So, it should be an interesting one. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited for it. And as you said, it's just a, a renewal of a classic rivalry. And it seems like Beachwood, they lost Berger, but they they found their stride almost. They And you would expect them, or I mean, I guess not expect them, but when you have one of the best players in the, in the, I mean, in the state, not let alone the A59, uh, you would expect some sort of drop off, but it feels like it's been the opposite. They, they navigated a tough schedule and now it's coming to fruition. So we'll see if Noel Rash can get himself another one. I mean, that's mostly the only football news, uh, the, probably the biggest or most significant football thing that happened this past, uh, or within the past couple of days in the uh, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. So we won't talk about anything else within football. We're moving on to basketball. Basketball tipped off. Um, and Adam, let's start off with some uh, some big news that could really impact how things are going. We got this is we got some couple of transfers who are kind of up in the air at this point that are really going to have a big impact on how this year's ninth region will shake out adam what, what's what's the deal with uh this the latest transfer saga uh yeah i know the cooper transfer did not play in the game tonight so he has not been approved yet by the khsa i'm not sure if there's any update on that yet and also there's uh a rumor going around on bluegrass preps that i saw jabari covington maybe uh transferring to newport uh as well he as a sophomore last year at CCPA over in Cincinnati, he averaged 24.3 points per game and 4.4 assists. So a very, very solid player that could add to a really good young Newport uh, team. That could make them a real regional contender if they uh, get him eligible. Mm-hmm. Again, it's Newport is Newport is similar to Lloyd. I guess not really, actually, because Lloyd has EJ Walker and Jeremiah Israel, who are both like established, I guess, but Newport has a couple of players that everyone knows are going to develop. And it'll be interesting to see if what the, what the situation is with Mr. Covington, but nonetheless, we have some big matchups this week. And one of which already wrapped up uh, Adam St. Henry for a second straight year, defeated the Cooper Jacks. And in, in the, in the preseason bluegrass preps poll, Cooper was fifteenth in the in the uh, in the state. I was about to say country, but they're not not quite there yet. But fifteenth in the uh, I almost did it again. Fifteenth in the Commonwealth. How about that? A good middle ground. And St. Henry, they go and beat them. And we're we're going to talk about our preseason top tens. Which, as an asterisk, these were made before any games tipped off. So any any results from yesterday and today are not applied to these polls. We'll have our first official poll coming next monday which i don't have it off the top of my head it's the it's december what what is my calendar doing fifth december 5th it it, it, for whatever reason my calendar was in september so december 5th we will have our first a59 basketball poll but to start off adam saint henry went to union they defeated cooper and that's that's a huge huge win for them 53 to 50 a big stop at the end Adam, we, we were watching this game a little bit before we recorded. What did you see from the Crusaders, Dave Faust team, and their win, a huge win at a very tough, uh, very tough place to win? Uh, yeah, I watched a good amount of this game, and uh, it was a great game from the start. Very low scoring uh, per usual when it comes to a good Cooper team. They keep they keep the clamps down on defense. Uh, 
Jack Grayson played very, very well for the crew. He had led him with 16 points. Reed, Rhett Ravenscraft had 10, and Braden Fetters uh, had eight points on eight of eight from the free throw line. So very impressive from him. He had a great night inside battling with Caleb Brooks, going head to head with him. One of the best big men in Northern Kentucky, maybe even the state. And also Cooper got banged up pretty badly in this game. Yumila Rondon went out pretty early in the game with looked like like a lower leg injury. And then he came back later on. And then Gavin Lutz went out in the first half as well. And he did not return, I believe. So Cooper got, yeah, dealing with some injuries right now, but still a great win for the crew on opening night. And I think this reiterates our point that I, I believe we saw in last week's show or maybe two weeks ago that, I think it's going to be a pretty close region this year. I, I don't think there's going to be much of a gap between the top 10 teams. I think on any given night, anybody can really beat anybody this year. And I, I think this is one result that's leaning towards that. Mm-hmm. I definitely, and I'm really excited to see. I, 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 I hate to, I hate to say this because it seems like, Oh, we're, we're all focused on one team, but it's just reality. I'm really excited to see how Cuff Cath fares against these teams. So that way we can actually gauge like okay, is it is it Covcast to lose like, like last year? How ever it was, it was as if if you took out Covcast, this would have been such a fun, and it still was, but it was such such a fun contentious tournament. But now this year, Covcast lost a couple players, and you know they're they're obviously going to reload. But who's to say if Covcast more closer to the pack, so, so to speak? And I, I mean that'd be really fun. But nonetheless like you said, just proves the point of how good and loaded from top to bottom this year's ninth region is. Some other games to look out for. Cooper will face Camel County on Saturday. By the way, earlier I said Beachwood plays on Saturday. They play Friday at 4 o'clock, I believe. Not completely sure. I I, I know it's for Friday, so my bad on that. Other games to watch for. Walton Verona is going to take on Evangel Christian, who has Sire Malanga. They're ranked, uh, they're ranked highly. I guess they're highly regarded in the Commonwealth. They face them, or the Bearcats face Evangel Christian tomorrow. That it will be Wednesday. Walton Verona got off to an, uh, a big, yeah. Uh, Walton Verona got off to a winning start this season. They defeated Beachwood eighty-three to forty-seven. So the Bearcats probably could beat the Cincinnati Bearcats if they, you know, went <laughs> went on the hardwood. But nonetheless. Cath, speaking of Cath a little bit earlier, and speaking of playing top teams in the state, Cath, who defeated Simon Kenton tonight, they will face Great Crossing on Thursday. That's at home. That is a top team in the state. Uh, Great Crossing, they are 1-0. They defeated West Jessman 65-53 tonight. That is Tuesday. So a big big opportunity for Cath to really show who they are. They play Simon Kenton. They obviously, again, they just got the win tonight. They play Great Crossing, Dunbar, before next week they play St. Henry. So their first, uh, SK is an, is an 8-5-9 team, but they're in the 8th region. So it's kind of, <laughs> I hate to say that they're not in the 8-5. They are, but uh, the first, I guess, ninth region team is just the appropriate way to say it, is they play St. Henry at St. Henry, which we'll get to see. We'll get to see. We'll get to see if Mr. Jack Grayson can carry that. Uh, over into Cuffcath, but then in a couple days a- or in six days after they play St. Henry, they Cuffcath plays Holy Cross. So I know we're getting ahead of ourselves at games to watch, but oh, this, this is going to be some Jacob Meyer matchup. 
Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's a little it's early, and and they play Bracken County, who's supposed to be a good team in the tenth region. So I will. This will be this will be a really interesting first stretch for Cuffcath. I think this might be the first time in a while we truly we know that they're going to be good. We just don't know where it's going to come from. I guess definitively outside of Evan Ipsaro. And I guess this, or I guess this is a, uh, a better way to phrase it is this is the first time where it's going to be the Evan Ipsaro show and not the Mitchell Riley and Evan Ipsaro show, which that duo was great. And both of them are ones at Miami, Ohio, the other one's committed, but it'll be really interesting to see what Ipsaro can do when it, it, again, they have a lot of other players, but I mean, it's, it's really his show. Uh, some other games yesterday, Bishop Brosser defeated Villa Madonna 80 to 44. That is Ben Franzen's first win at the helm for the Mustangs. So congratulations to him. Heritage Academy, the Eagles getting off to a winning start. 72 to 68 win over Brown. Congratulations to them. NCC with a win over Boone County, 85 to 78. So the thoroughbreds getting it done as usual, of course. Henry Clay, 61. Connor, 49. Again, these are all games from Monday night. Walton Verona, as I said earlier, defeated Beachwood 83 to 47. Williamstown beating Gallatin County 75-68. That's that's a pretty big win. I would like to I'd like to figure out when the last time Williamstown defeated the Wildcats. But nonetheless, those are the games from Monday night. And as as we said earlier, we have some games going on live right now. Uh, Connor, girls basketball, they defeated Walton Verona 61 to 58. Pendleton County defeated Ludlow 59 to 56. Uh, Sam McClanahan saying that the Wildcats had an 11 to 5 run in the final four minutes to get the win. Uh, Pendleton County was led by uh, junior center uh, Austin Kirsch with 20 points and junior guard Alex Best added 17, also from Sam McClanahan. Well, a good a good way to start the season for the Wildcats. A tough loss for Ludlow, but. Uh, and also two more scores from tonight. Uh, Holy Cross defeated Atherton 80-58, to so one one no start for the Indians there. And Highlands uh, defeated Scott at Scott 102-75. to So it looks like Highlands' offense is just starting off right where they've uh, been the past couple of years for their scoring averages. Well, that's one way to start things off. Holy Cross defeating Jack Harlow's alma mater. Atherton. I don't even know if he graduated from there, but I know he went there. Played soccer there. Yeah, I remember because I looked up. I wanted to see if he had anything in KHSAA, and his real—that's how I found out his real name is Jackman Harlow, and not Jack or Jackathan or whatever. I don't know what the is, is Jack. <laughs> I, I guess it's short for John. Yeah, Jackson. I know one of my friends goes by Jack, but his name's John. I don't know. Either way, um, preseason polls. Adam, give me your top 10. Give me your reasonings. Go. Uh, Yeah, so as you said, we made these yesterday before the game started, so let that be known. But at number one, I have Cuff-Calf. Number two, Connor. Three, Lloyd. Four, Holy Cross. Five, Cooper. Six, Newport. Seven, Highlands. Eight, Simon Kenton. Nine Campbell County and ten Saint Henry. Uh, I had Cooper a little bit lower than you did, and Holy Cross a little bit higher because I I, I think Holy Cross is going to be really solid this year. I mean, people are saying it, they're going to go as far as Jacob Meyer takes them, but 
people forget that Javier Ward is also coming back and he had a 40 point game last season. He averaged right around 20 points a game as well. And Sam Gibson has only gotten bigger and stronger and better. So if they really utilize this offense, how it should work, they, the sky is the limit for them. So that's, that's why I have them up at four. And also as for Newport, I have them at six above Highlands, which I mean, that, that's tough in the 36th district right there. Three tough teams. I mean, that that's going to be a tough district to get out of to add Newcap into that mix. But I, I really do believe in that New, Newport young core. And if they can get Jabari Co- Covington as well to add to that, I mean, they're going to be a very, very tough team. But Highlands, as, I, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, Highlands started off as they do with a 100-point win on the first night. So they're right back where they started. So we'll see how the Bluebirds look. Any uh, mm-hmm. disagreements there, Noah? Outside of the order I have of my team, and I, you know, we keep emphasizing that these were made yesterday, but now I'm looking back and thinking, damn. Like, I mean, for me, I had Cuffcat number one, which we both had. I had Lloyd at two, Connor three. I just, I think Lloyd, this is the year where EJ Walker sort of takes over, and him alongside a fellow Division One basketball player, Jeremiah Israel, which if you're listening, totally kidding, he's not a Division One basketball player. Don't take him from NKU. Um, any yeah, college coaches out there. there. Yeah. Um, I, I think th- those two are really going to have a big stranglehold on just being one of the more powerful teams. Uh, again, this is obviously we're going to see. We're going to see what happens when they play a, a team from NKY. Unfortunately, and don't know if there's a reason to this, and Adam, we pointed this out. They don't play like it's almost like they start a week later. And I don't I don't know the reasonings for that. I don't know if there's something that happens at Lloyd it within their school districts that prevents them from playing this early in the season or what they do, but nonetheless, the juggernauts, they're gonna their first game, I believe, is December seventh. So again, just a little interesting, but I have them at two. Again, just I really think that. EJ Walker and Israel are just too powerful. I had Connor at three, and I, I just big fan of Matt Oddie and Landon Hamilton. I think those are going to be some of the more. I mean, Matt Oddie gets it done no matter what. Uh, one note on Connor: Landon Hamilton's actually hurt to start the season. Mm, I missed that actually. So, oopsies. Anyways, um, that definitely happened after I made this too. But nonetheless, um, Connor, I think are eventually they're going to. They're just one of the more better coaches, te- better coach teams in the region because of obviously Coach Matt Audi. So I have them at three. Cooper at four. Speaking of good coaches, Tim Sullivan is one of the best in the ninth region in the state. So I, I, I had a lot of trust in them, the talent they bring back as well. And despite despite losing tonight, which I don't know if that's more of a indicator. I mean, it definitely is an indicator of how close this region is, as we talked about. But I don't know if that's more of an indicator of St. Henry being really good or, or not. But nonetheless, sophomore Yamil Rondon is going to, I think, I mean, uh, Nico uh, had, it was very high on him. And we had J- uh, Jags Hoops report on last year before he handed the account down. But um, I mean, it's all, it's also I'm really interested. I, I can't wait to watch Austin Alexander throughout this year just because of seeing how good he is on the court or on the football field. So we'll see we'll see what kind of impact he has. But nonetheless, I think Cooper being up there because of Coach Sullivan. I had Highlands at five, Holy Cross at six. 
this really kind of stemmed from last year, and I've said this a couple times, but the fact that Holy Cross kind of just had some troubles against, I don't want to say that, I guess uh, some of the bigger schools or some of the tougher opponents that they played last year, it, it, I just kind of want, it felt that it was right to give Highlands the benefit of the doubt in that case. Uh, last season, Highlands defeated Holy Cross 87 to 72. That was smack dab in the middle of the season. A lot of things change over the course of season. And of course, a lot of things change every year. So that might come back to haunt me, but nonetheless, I know nonetheless, Jacob Meyer being back is obviously huge in that. So that, that can easily flip flop. And then at seven through 10, I have Newport, St. Henry, Beachwood, Dixie. I really was a fan of Beachwood's young, kind of the, the core that they have, but that again, and not to kind of revisionist history, this, but looking at how they did against Walton Verona, maybe they're not quite there yet. Um, St. Henry with a big win. They're definitely going to jump up in our first quote unquote official poll, but at seven sits the Newport Wildcats. We talked about what they potentially could have in Jabari Covington, but I mean, Newport already has a lot of, a lot of weapons. I mean, coach Rodney snap, one of the best to do it. They have James Turner, Taylor Kenny, Deshaun Anderson. Those three are obviously really good to start and they play Bishop Brossard tomorrow. That's Wednesday at Brossard. So that'll be a really good test for them. But nonetheless, with these polls, especially in basketball, I feel like six through 10 is just really tough to get. But uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's definitely, we're definitely going to see a lot of shakeups, but um, Adam, what, uh, I mean, so far, I guess, what, what are some teams? And this is based off of what we've already seen in the past two nights, but St. Henry's probably a team that's going to see a little bit of movement already. Cooper, maybe slightly movement. You have them late, rated one spot below mine, so I don't know if they'll switch that much. But uh, nonetheless, what are, what are some teams after the first couple of nights that you're seeing sort of potential movement up or down? And also, I guess, add Walton Verona to potential top 10 teams. Uh, Yeah, I, I was just going to add that Walton Verona would probably be in the conversation for mine right now few of the teams still haven't played or we haven't seen results, so it's a little tough to judge it there. And Lloyd, as you mentioned, doesn't start till next week. Cubcath was beating Simon Kenton the last time we looked, so looks like they're off to a good start. Connor fell in their first game, as we mentioned, but they're without Landon Hamilton, their best player. They do have their other three seniors that are very good as well, but, I mean, when you're missing a player like that, that really changes your team. So I, I don't know if I would move them down for a loss with, when you're missing one of your best players, but uh, I, I don't really see any major shakeups other than maybe moving Highlands up a spot or two after uh, seeing that hundred point prefer- performance at Scott tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that is spot on um, real, real quick pivot from basketball. We forgot to mention in the, in our football discussion, Cuffcast Willie Rodriguez getting an offer from Miami of Ohio. So that pipeline continuing congratulations to him. He's obviously uh, had a great career so far. So really excited to see how he does, or excuse me, really excited to see what other offers he gets. Class 24, so he has another season to sort of get everything in. He did have a visit to Cincinnati on Saturday, and uh, I feel bad because he posted a picture of him talking with Gino Gadoli, and we're definitely going to talk about this in our little uh, free talk session, but uh, Gino Gadoli is... Probably not going to be at Cincinnati much longer. So we'll see what happens, how that affects 
Willie Rodriguez recruitment, but he's also got an interest from Kentucky and he's got the offer from Miami. So he's side generating note, a lot of scene. Uh, oh yeah. Side note. Uh, my cousin, my cousin's uh, husband is cousins with Gino Dory. Oh, can you tell him to stay? Like uh, utilize that connection. Uh, it seems like he's going to get a cushy salary bump. Nonetheless, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but congratulations to him. Um, but yeah, I guess that turns turns it to the to the free talk session. Obviously, is if you guys have listened, you know that I am a diehard Cincinnati Bearcats fan. And this past weekend sucked. Um, I, I got in the car. I was ready to make a, an eight-hour drive that turned out to be ten and a half. And I look at my phone and see that our, our buddy, uh, Kenneth, he texted saying, Wisconsin's looking at Fickle. And I thought, that's interesting because... I thought they were just for sure hiring Jim Leonard and that was not the case. I saw that it was a Pete Thamel tweet that announced the interest. And I thought, Oh boy, that's, that's the kiss of death. Like Thamel's not tweeting something unless it's about to be announced. And a couple hours later, it was Luke fickle from Cincinnati. He's going to take the job at Wisconsin and he's take you know, just, it's going to take probably most of the staff. He's definitely taking the strength and conditioning coach who has made himself a uh, well-known commodities because of how much he has transformed. I mean, just you can tell his impact on the program, but nonetheless, uh, people like the offense coordinator who I just mentioned, Gino Gadoli, uh, according to Chad Brendel said, or he said that Gino interviewed for the head coaching job on uh, this morning, but if he doesn't get it, he's likely going to Wisconsin, likely as offensive coordinator. So sucks because, you know, for six years, we had a man talking about how much he loved building a team, loved building a program, and loved, you know, dedicating and not listening to the outside noise, only for him to take a, an interview, which an interview for a job in the middle of the season. And it, it just... Just to summarize this, and I'm getting I'm sort of venting slash explaining in a podcast that way. It's you know, in case of you your listeners don't really know this, but um the, the reports that have come out have pretty much said slash pointed to fickle. It, it it came out that he interviewed the day after they played East Carolina and beat East Carolina. And his wife, Amy, was up in Madison looking at the area. I don't I don't know exactly when. I would assume it's around the similar time, but Nonetheless, for the man who said that he lives under a rock during the season and that he wouldn't talk to schools during the season, um, did talk to a school during the season and does not live under a rock, which two days after the interview, he went on the Pat McAfee show and talked about living under a rock and not listening to all the noise about him being linked with other schools. Just to put a cap on this, he clearly wanted the Notre Dame job last year couldn't because his team was about to make the playoffs. He probably would have wanted the USC job if it, if in the same situation where he couldn't and also getting Lincoln Riley is probably more ideal than Luke fickle at the moment. But nonetheless, I'm pissed off. Very, um, very depressed at the fact that, you know, some, someone talks someone something about for six years and then he kind of goes back on what he says, but I get it. It's a business. Um, just sucks because all the names I, I mean adam Deion sanders coach prime time at cincinnati that would be sick that would be sick and, i mean or you could just get all the high school coaches and 
let them run over. Kerry Combs is already the interim coach. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking of football, though, and speaking of Luke Fickle, because he's good friends with Mike Vrabel, Bengals, big win. That was a huge win. Absolutely massive win. Now we got Kansas City this Sunday. Oh, right here, Paul Brown. Got him right where we want him. 2-0 in the last two against uh, the Chiefs. People forget. That's huge. And Jamar I mean, will hopefully be back. And Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah, that'll um, – I'm really excited for that because obviously everyone wants to beat the Chiefs. But it's, it's definitely – I mean, it's it's definitely. I'm excited to see what the Bengals can do because before when the season started, it was not good for obvious reasons. But yeah, that Steelers game was horrible. Yeah, DJ yeah. Watt just destroyed us single handedly. It's not fun. No, not at all. But you know who else is kind of cooking right now? Commanders. Yeah, <laughs> left Commanders. Left left hand up, baby. The Washington <laughs> Commanders are actually doing something for once. We're still last in the division. Don't get it twisted. So not everything is out of ordinary, but it's it's huge. They beat the Eagles, which was sick. They beat the Texans, which was sick. They beat the Falcons, which was sick. And now they play the Giants. Then they have a bye week, and then they put the Giants again. So this is it's actually kind of a huge stretch of games because... They defeated it. They defeated the Falcons, who were in the wild card hunt with them, and now they play the Giants, who are also in the wild card hunt with them. And if they sweep them, that's massive. And then they play the 49ers, Browns, Cowboys to end the season. They're probably gonna. Uh, they very much can lose all three of those games. So not gonna get my hopes up uh, just because I know how this shindig goes. But it's really. I mean, you know about it. You know how good it feels when a dysfunctional franchise finally turns around and has fun and Taylor Heineke's not Joe Burrow. Let's not get that twisted. We're not making any Super Bowl runs, but it's so much. Yes. He's so fun to watch and he's so frustrating. And Ron Rivera, if you're listening to this, please still draft the quarterback. Like, please don't run (laughs) him out next year. But nonetheless, it's, it's so it's, it's just fun because I heard Will Levis is available. I saw. By the way, I saw Cade McNamara from Michigan. He's in the portal, and I saw UK attached to them. And I was like, "Are they just going to keep going to the Big Ten backup quarterback well and just, you know, like Will Levis is from he was Penn State's backup, didn't get the job because of Sean Clifford. Now they're going to go get Cade McNamara for uh, because he's not getting the job with JJ McCarthy there." Like, I guess Bob or I guess Bob Stoops, Mark Stoops, who, (laughs) by the way, just shortly after last episode, got an extension through 2031. And if you listen to that episode, you would have known that Adam and I would probably question why Mark Stoops got an extension through 2031. But hey, we're not Mitch Barnhart. We're not we're not the ones making the calls. Um, yeah, paying him more on a yearly basis than John Calipari. It's a interesting. Oh point. God, I'm sure that's <laughs> wow. Um, I'm sure that's. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I'm sure that's gotta really make John Calipari upset. <laughs> but Adam, anything else before we wrap things up? 
uh, I'm good to go. Uh, excited for the start of high school basketball season. That's for sure. Oh yeah. So excited. It's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. So we're, we're really excited to bring you coverage on that. Uh, shockingly enough, I said this, uh, Last episode, we we're going to try to get some coaches on. Uh, they have families and Thanksgiving, so we're we're keep we're going to keep trying for to get the coaches. Last week was probably fairly busy for those coaches who who are spending time with their families, so we respect it. You know, got to got to get the coaches on the pod, but nonetheless, we're going to have coverage from games all throughout the season, and obviously, we're going to be on the podcast talking a lot about the games, analyzing that talking about our polls, et cetera. I'm really hyped for it, but for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler, and we'll see you next time.